Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United and football. I'm Yoris Matthew and this is talking about Manchester United's 3-1 win somehow uh, at home in the Premier League against Newcastle. Very, very interesting game today, very interesting game indeed. Um, a game in a, a, a game of two halves, certainly. Uh, a game which we grew into it after the first 15 minutes or so of the second half. Um, and look, this is one of them games where you you, you look at the scoreline and you go, okay, 3-1, you know, we didn't kind of like scrape by in the end. And you've, you've got to appreciate that. But this is also a game where you've got to look at the situation and think, okay, don't paper over the cracks. The first half of football was absolutely abysmal today. Completely abysmal. How many times in the first half did we pass back to David De Gea? Uh, 10 maybe we we looked so so nervous against Newcastle today and the, the thing I just want to point out straight away because I, I like to point out things within the team selection obviously I try to look at everything anyway but you've essentially got six defensive players because you've got one Bissaka, Lindelof, Maguire, Shaw, Fred and Matic all defensive players Fred's not a box-to-box player and neither is Matic and of course none of the defenders are box-to-box players why are we playing six defensive players at home to Newcastle who are, let me just check the league table, I believe they're in the bottom half. Newcastle is 17th in the league. Of course, now they've just lost the game as well. Newcastle is 17th in the league. We are second, I believe. Let me just, yeah, second on 49 points, level with points with Leicester. Why are we so scared of Newcastle? Why are we playing six defensive players against Newcastle? And I don't want to be too negative. You know, we did win the game. But you, you've got to look at the uh, the cracks, so to speak. You know, because I, t- I said a minute ago about uh, don't paper over the cracks of a bad performance. You've got to look at the cracks themselves and question why they're there. I really thought we were going to lose this game today. And that's not me kind of trying to look at the, the situation negatively. It's me trying to look at the situation realistically. That first half of football was some of the worst football I've ever seen us play. The amount of sideward, not just sideward's backwards passing. You're talking about backwards passing to the goalkeeper. Um, and barely being able to get out of our own penalty area. Why are we playing that badly against Newcastle? Who I've just said are you know, just, just above the relegation zone. Um... You, you've got to wonder things like that, haven't you? You've got to look and t- think, okay, you know, last 20, 30 minutes, we scored a couple of goals, won the game. But why are you playing six defensive players against Newcastle? Uh, I know, and I know we've got, um, let me just have a look here at the injury list. Uh, Cavani, obviously Phil Jones. Uh, McTominay, Pogba, Van der Beek. Yes, they're all out injured. You've still got one matter, but no, you bring him on the, in the 88th minute. Um, I would have today, because I've always said, I've always tried to look at the situation with the team selection and look at those two centre midfield players. Fred and Matic are not going to give you creative chances. They're not going to be creative because that's not what they do in the team. It's pretty simple. Uh, I would have today, because of the speed of Newcastle and someone like St. Maximum, St. Maximum, whatever his name is, uh, I would have taken Matic out. I would have put one matter in because he's not been given a chance recently anyway. And no, I wouldn't have used matter as a box-to-box player. I would have played him next to Bruno Fernandes because let's be honest, right? When you're second in the league or third as we were today, like before this game, 
and you're playing against Newcastle who, who are just above the relegation zone, you shouldn't be worrying about like, okay, how, how are we going to defend? You should be questioning like, okay, well, we're against Newcastle at home. They're coming to us at Old Trafford. How are we going to attack? So I would have I would have gone with something much more attacking. Uh, and look, you can still have you know players like Bruno running back. Rashford maybe can do that slightly. Dan James can do that a little bit. So you'd still have enough defensive players. Uh, plus, obviously, I wouldn't have played little off Maguire. I would have played Maguire and Bailey. But I immediately noticed like the the sort of middle of the pitch problems, if you want to call it that, where you got Lindelof and Maguire, both slow centre backs, then Matic and Fred. It's so defensive. It's such a defensive way to way to play the game because not only then with Fred and Matic, you then playing two two centre defensive midfielders, but then you have got Lindelof and Maguire who aren't going to press very high up the pitch when when we're in uh, defensive play. So you've essentially almost got like four defensive middle midfield players if 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 you get what I mean because you've got the two very defensive centre backs Lindelof and Maguire. And then you've got Fred and Matic sitting in front of them. Why do you need those four players to all be playing together in the same game against Newcastle? Uh, it's just some of the questions I have sometimes. And I notice these things within minutes of looking at the team. Because I think, like, okay, defensive players, you know, Lindelof, Maguire. And then I look at the rest of the team. But I just don't know. I, and, like, the, the first half today, we looked so, so nervous. Um... And you just think it's it, like that, that's a mentality problem within the team. It's not necessarily. I mean, it it is a team performance thing. It's not necessarily an, an individual performance kind of thing. But that is a mentality issue within the team. But Ollie's the one that's picking these guys, and that's what he decided to go with. So I immediately noticed that problem because I think it was uh, not last game, not the uh, Real Sociedad game because we played. Um, it was Fred and McTominay, wasn't it, against Sociedad? Uh, the game before that, West Brom, I think it was, when we played, I'm sure it was West Brom, you can correct me if you if you want to, when we played Matic and Fred, and I said exactly the same thing then, don't put two defensive midfielders in midfield, um, so yeah, that was just something I kind of noticed straight away, uh, but yeah, just the, I mean, I've complained before about our mentality in terms of the football that we play, this sort of side-to-side backwards passing which doesn't get you forward because you're playing side to side or backwards, but just the amount of times we passed back to De Gea today, it really it almost gave me. A he- I almost got a little bit of a headache. I'm not gonna lie, I almost got a little bit of a headache watching this game because I just got so frustrated watching it. And you know, I'm not gonna like stop watching the football or whatever because I'm frustrated. I, lo- I love this football club and I've been watching them since uh, as as I was growing up, so like twenty odd years. Um, but because uh, I'm just for the record, I'm almost 27. Just, just in case you wondered how old, I, how old I was, uh, or how old I am. Uh, so I've been watching for Man United for around about 20 years. You know, the the 99 treble winning team and and onward from that. But um, so it's, I'm never gonna like you know quit watching the football team and that no matter how badly we play. Um, but it just it does give you a headache watching this team sometimes. Of like, okay, what are we doing? In certain situations. Some of the passing forward today. Like when we actually tried to pass forward today. Some of the passing in the first half. Was just absolutely miserable. Um, it it just ma- it really makes me wonder. About the two different situations right. What do we do on the training ground. And what the hell does Oli say to this team. Um, because it's interesting right. Because I was watching a bit of Ted Lasso earlier. Which does, it, it is important to what I'm about to say. Now in Ted Lasso the TV series. 
on Apple TV Plus. Uh, basically, it's Jason uh, Suduk, I think is his name. Uh, he gets hired to be a uh, British football manager for the, for the Premier League. You, you get like mentions of other team names like Crystal Palace and Man City and other teams as well. And quite a few of the scenes are in the dressing room. And you see the whiteboard and you can see what this manager is setting up. Um, and it kind of made me think even more about like, okay, what does like, cause ever, ever since I started watching the show a couple of weeks ago, just made me think about what the hell does like when... When I'm when I'm when I'm watching um, Ted in the show Ted Lasso give out this managerial advice um, and that kind of thing, it's making me think sometimes about like okay when Ollie's in this exact same situation he's got the players in the dressing room he's trying to talk to them about what to do set out tactics like you go here you run this way you run that way whatever and kind of like you know do it doing the team talk and kind of getting the players motivated. What is he saying to these players? I would love to know. It is one of them situations, again, you'd love to be a fly on the wall sort of thing. So you could uh, listen in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, that's my that's my kind of overall thoughts on the actual performance. Uh, let's get to the summary. Do the little recap star thing that I like to do. Uh, Marcus Rashford, a very, very good opening goal. Very good indeed. A bit of individual brilliance. Again, we've been accused of that this season. If you want to call it being accused of that uh individual brilliance from Rashford definitely cutting in off the left hand side uh, I love to see Rashford do that because we know that he can we very much know that he's capable of that uh it's a it says assist from Maguire I think he probably passed him the ball and then uh Rashford took a cut in on his right foot and uh low, dr- low drilled shot excuse me into the corner um goalkeeper could have possibly saved it but I want to give Rashford some credit you know, that's not an easy shot to pull off necessarily. And uh, I thought that was a very good opening goal. Then uh, Newcastle had a corner. Uh, Maguire headed it out. And then Saint, it fell to uh, St. Maximin. M-A-X-I-M-I-N. So it is Mac- Maximin, not Maximum. I thought it was St. Maximum, but it's St. Maximin. Uh, fell to him in our box somewhere. And he just smashed it in the top corner. Now... I'm not going to blame Maguire for this. He did kind of his part. He did get to the ball. He did head it out. Where I'm then going to look at that situation. Because I don't know what we try to do from corners necessarily. We do this zonal marking which is rubbish. Right. And then so the players that should be in the middle. At least to me. In the middle at that point. Right. You've got. You've got four players there who are sort of your middle defensive players. The four that I've just mentioned a minute ago. Lindelof, Maguire. Fred Matic. Maguire's done his bit. He's headed the ball out. Did he head it out of the box? No, but he didn't miss the header, did he? He did get to it. Um, Luke Shaw was kind of next to one of the players. Maybe that's on him, possibly. But at the end of the day, whoever your centre-backs are or whoever you know the midfield players are and that sort of thing, nobody was in front of St. Maximin at that point to block the shot. Somebody needs to be standing in front of him and blocking that shot. Now I haven't. I they showed it back. Obviously the highlights a few times. I tried to sort of look at who was there necessarily. It's kind of Lindelof and Shaw a little bit. Fred sort of there as well. Um, I don't know where Matt. I didn't see Matic at that point. But Maguire said it out. Lindelof, Fred, and Shaw are sort of there. Uh, but none of them get in the way of the ball. I'm not going to put that on De Gea either. Really, it was a it was a very good very good shot. Because sometimes you've got to look at a shot from two different angles, right? If it's a really, really good world-class, or not world-class, a really well-hit sort of shot, which this one was from St. Maximin, probably Newcastle's best player, uh, and the goalkeeper can't quite get to it, 
you've got to then think, okay, what else stops a shot from going in, blocking it? Why is no one getting in the way of that shot? Because nobody did. And that went in, so it made it 1-1. Uh, but so, 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 whoever it's, I'm not even I'm not even putting this specific blame on any individual player because uh, I don't know who was supposed to be in the way of that necessarily. But uh, somebody's got to get in the way. Look, you know, we got ten players on the pitch, ten outfield players, and this is a corner. Uh, somebody's got to be getting in the way of that, blocking it, and then either that same player clears it or pass it to somebody else. They clear it or or whatever. Um, but yeah, that was Newcastle's goal. Very disappointing. Then we get to the second half. And uh, Bruno, I think, passed it sort of across to Dan James. Was in a bit of space. And uh, a good little finish from Dan James. 2-2 uh, two two for Dan James. Did score last game against Real Sociedad. And uh, yeah, was it was a, was it, was a well-taken goal from him. Look, a lot of our players have, have missed chances like that this season. So it is my thing with a goal like that, right? I said before about pl- pl- uh, bleh, I've said before, sorry, about point blank range shots. This wasn't quite a point blank range shot. There was a couple of players in front of him, but when you get the ball at your feet with in the box like that, you really need to at least be hitting the target. And there's been a good few opportunities where everyone's kind of missed them this season. You know, even Pogba, Bruno, Martial, Rashford, uh, Dan James himself probably as well uh, have all missed those sorts of shots. And I get it; you can't score every single one of them. But you've got to get it on target at least. He got it on target. The goalkeeper, maybe he should have saved it. I don't know, but it went in. So uh, you've got to give Dan James a bit of uh, a bit of credit for that. And again, as I said, in the, I'm not going to do as big of a talk on it as what I did in the Social Dead game. But I was looking online like a half time and slightly after the game. He, he gets a lot of hate, Dan James. Um, and I still don't understand why. I really don't. And like I said in the last podcast, if somebody wants to write into me and tell me, look, like, look, he's not the best player in the world. He's not even the best player at this club. But he's doing some bits and pieces, isn't he? He's scored two in two now. He's scored a few goals recently. You know, Leeds scored against, um, it was the team the other day that we beat. Uh, Sociedad, obviously. Who was the other team that we beat? The 9-0 win, obviously. Um, he scored there, scored against Leeds, scored against Sociedad, scored against Newcastle. He's getting a couple of goals, is my point, uh, in, in a few recent games. Um, so what else has he got to do? I mean, sure, like, sometimes he loses the ball. Now, I do recognise that I don't think he played as well today as he did against Sociedad. I do think he was better against them than he was today. But he still, he still scored a goal. Um, and look, if if that shot gets like, if he misses that shot, or if the goalkeeper saves it, or if it gets blocked, or if he doesn't shoot and he loses the ball, we'd all have a right to moan at him because then he's not done what he should do in that situation. Uh, I'm just saying that when the when the ball falls to you with a chance like that that looks easy, uh, not every player sort of scores that. So I, I don't want to like overpraise him for the goal or whatever, but I'm just simply trying to say that not every player scores that goal, and you've got to you've got to appreciate the easier goals as well as the harder goals because not every player scores the easier chances so but a good goal from him nonetheless and that gives us the lead Uh, and then uh, Bruno Fernandes scored the penalty foul on Rashford I definitely thought it was a foul Uh, I mean look if you make if you make enough contact with the player to where they go down and you don't touch the ball to be that's a foul Uh, I don't care if you tackle the player from the front side behind diagonal or whatever if you make enough contact onto a player and they go down in the box and you don't get the ball, that's a foul. Because what else is a foul supposed to be? 
Uh, didn't go to VAR or anything. Scored the goal. Bruno Fernandes scored. Uh, didn't do his little hop, I noticed. But, um, yeah, scored the goal. That made it 3-1. Uh, and then we have some interesting, exciting things to talk about after that. Uh, not only did one matter come on for Dan James. Of course, Jim just sort of coming off in the in the 88th minute. A uh, very sort of Ollie time substitution to kind of make. Uh, excuse me. But uh, just before Fernandes's goal, uh, Greenwood did come on for Martial. Uh, Martial, I don't think, had a good game again. We'll talk about that in the player ratings. Uh, and then in the 88th minute and the 89th minute, all around around about the last couple of minutes of the game, uh, Mata came on for Dan James, so Mata was playing on the right, presumably. And then, uh, I haven't seen anybody agree on how to say this guy's name. S-H-O-R-E-T-I-R-E. I read that as Shore Tire, because you've got Shore... Like S-H-O-R-E. So Shaw. S-H-O-R-E. That's Shaw. Not Luke Shaw. Like S-H-A-W. That's how you spell Luke Shaw's name. Shaw. And then Tyre. T-I-R-E. Tyre. So Shaw Tyre. Or Shaw Tyre. Shaw Tyre. Somebody maybe can tell me how you maybe are supposed to pronounce his name. A new youth kind of player. Has come through the... uh, Academy and that I think he was playing with uh, Diallo wasn't he a little bit in the under 23s I don't know how old he is but he looks very very young came on for Rashford uh, had a couple of touches I can't judge him too much he only came on for about three minutes so yeah Um, but short tie I think is how you say his name Uh, I've just clicked on his profile actually age 17 was born in 2004 that makes me feel old so (laughs) well done Uh, Shola I think is how you definitely say his first name S-H-O-L-A so Shola or Shola Uh, Shola Shola Shortire Shola Shortire Um, we'll get we'll get there eventually with whatever the uh, pronunciation is he is English as well as got England Listed next to his name. Uh, it was cool to see. You know, I love I love when uh, you know you, new youth players kind of get put into the team. You know, we saw it with Greenwood. We saw it with Rashford back a few a good few years ago. Uh, we're kind of seeing it a little bit with Diallo. We're seeing it kind of with Dan James. Not through the academy, obviously. We signed uh, Dan James from Swansea, but yeah, I like seeing youth players coming. I mean, they are the future, aren't they? You know, because eventually players will get old and they will have to retire. Um, so you either need to buy in new new youth players or uh, get new youth players in through the academy. So uh, yeah, it's always good to see the uh, the new players get a chance. And Ollie has got to realise how to better man manage or you know team manage the situation there and uh, kind of get these players on a little bit earlier. Um, excuse me. I thought it would have been good to see Diallo again. I thought he looked kind of sharp against. Um, Sosia Dad in midweek on Thursday. Uh, it would have been good to see both of them come on, maybe. I mean, you know, last five minutes or so, we are 3-1 up. We're not 2-1 up. You know, even if we can see the goal, we still got a one-goal lead. Um, but, yeah, it was good to see him. I uh, don't really know anything about him at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's good to see him come through. So, we'll see how that kind of works out in the future. I mean, look, next week's game as well, uh, or Thursday's game, against Sosia Dad themselves... Uh, we are four 0 up. Could we see like a couple of youth players maybe stepping in? I hope he doesn't. I actually hope he doesn't on Thursday play like you know Bruno and Rashford and all these like first team kind of players. Because uh, I'm not saying that we should put out like you know all of the under 23s against Sociedad because then they may come back and beat us or whatever. But put a few more youth players out in the team. Um, and look, that's that's where we ended up failing players like Angel Gomez, who I haven't forgotten about. 
Uh, it's really still disappointing to me that we let him go, Angel Gomez. I know that Chong's on loan uh, somewhere in Germany, I think. But um, yeah, it's good to see anyway. So yeah, let's, let's see how uh, Shortire, I think that's how you say his name, uh, Shortier. Could be short here. Anyway. Um, yeah. But that's my thoughts on the kind of game and everything. Abysmal first half. Just completely and utterly annoyed me. And then uh, we come back into the game. I don't know how we actually did it. <laughs> to be honest. Um, but we got a few chances and we took them. So sometimes that's just how you win the game. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll go into some housekeeping. And then we'll get to play ratings. I'll see you for that in a minute. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, of course, we do have the Thursday podcast, which is the 4-0 win away in the Europa League to Real Sociedad, where Bruno Fernandes, Dan James... And uh, Rashford scored, I think, yeah, Bruno got two in that game, didn't he? So it was 4-0. This week on Gaming Talk, we talked about Ratchet & Clank. The uh, upcoming game called Rift Apart for PlayStation 5 has got a release date. It's the 11th of June. But uh, you will need to have a PlayStation 5 to be able to get them, uh, to be able to get that game. Uh, We talked about Sonic, the uh, sequel to the animated film from last year, has uh, got a release date. The the 8th of April 2022 is when that film is due to come out. Of course, we'll see how that situation goes. Uh, And then I talked about uh, Oddworld Soulstorm. There was a one-minute gameplay showcase, which showed off quite a few things, actually. In that one minute, but uh, good few things to discuss there as well. Uh, what else we got? My review for Little Nightmares 2, which I gave a must-play rating. It's the highest rating that a game can be given on Entertainment Talk. Uh, gave it a 10 out of 10 as well, and called it a masterpiece. Very, very good follow-up game. 
um and uh thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed that you could still listen to the first half of the podcast if you haven't played the game because uh, the first half of that podcast is spoiler free but that's my review for little nightmares 2 really really enjoyed that one there's the united cast for a uh, 1-1 against west brom uh world well, last of us podcast we've got bella ramsey and pedro pascal who are going to be playing the roles of joel and ellie in the upcoming hbo tv series so i talked about that both of which have been on game of thrones pedro pascal is of course the mandalorian himself and he was also uh in wonder woman 84 so we got that uh did a one division kind of podcast talking about some character theories there is spoilers in that podcast you will need to be up to date with one division uh, to be able to listen to that but that's the one division series for disney plus the mcu tv show but uh just talked about some characters i think could show up and why that kind of thing uh so we got that and then uh what else we got here yeah that's pretty much what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms let's get to player ratings we've got david the hair and goal for this match i'm going to give him an eight uh, made a couple of really good saves actually there's a couple of couple of saves in the first half that he made and of course um let's be honest saw, saw more of the ball than what he should have done actually in this game you know just so many passes back to the goalkeeper uh in this game i, ju- I just i don't get like we we were so scared that we passed the ball all the way back to the goalkeeper and then just like played it out from the back anyway. Uh, play the play out from the back was really nerve wracking as well because we seemed like we were getting sort of swarmed and we couldn't get the ball out of our own box, which was worrying. But uh, I'll give David David De Gea a solid eight today. I thought he was very very good, given we given what he had to put up with in this game. Uh, one Bissaka, I'm going to give him an average six. I thought he had a relatively good game. Um, just yeah, just had a relatively averagely good game. Uh, Lindelof, I'm going to give a four. Um, now Lindelof and Maguire didn't do anything specifically bad. They just, it's uh, just they they still weren't very good in this game. Uh, they just whenever every every single time, it doesn't matter how quick the uh, the the attacking players are. When you've got attackers or midfielders that are running towards our defence. And you've got Lindelof and Maguire at the back. I get nervous every single time that happens. Because I think if that player, whoever that player is. In this case it was St. Maximin. Um, if they get past Lindelof and Maguire. They're not catching them. It ain't happening. Uh, and it's that's really bad and really nerve wracking. Because then they've got to sprint their way back. Or Wambasaka's got to make up for the pace. Or something like that. Either that or De Gea's got to make a save. Or I don't know Fred runs back or something like that. And it's just uh, it's nerve wracking. But Lindelof I'll give a 4. Maguire I'm going to give a 5. I thought he was slightly better. I do think Maguire's a slightly better player. Than Lindelof. But uh, he just needs Eric Bailey next to him. And it'll be so much better. But uh, I'm not going to dig too much into uh, Lindelof and Maguire today. Because uh, I, I get kind of tired of it honestly. To, of, of talking about them. Uh, I've, I have noticed a lot more sort of pundits and YouTubers. And people just talking about how they, they cause each other problems. Because they are each other's problem. Um, so it's just, it, again it's a case where like. Okay if I notice it. If you notice it. If Gary Neville notices it or whatever on 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 Sky Sports and then another pundit notices it and then another YouTube notices that that's a problem. It's got to be Ollie that notices it. You know. Uh, either that or a coach has got to say to him like look you've, you've, you've got to change this. Because um, I noticed that Nicky Butt was the uh, assistant coach today I think. 
they had like a COVID problem or something today. But uh, yeah, some somebody's got to like sit down with Ollie and say like, okay, are, are you not noticing this? Like, cause this this didn't start like two weeks ago. This started about a year ago, if not longer. Um, cause somebody surely got to ask him at some point like, okay, why do you keep playing these two players together? Um, now it doesn't have to be somebody in a press conference in in, in an interview. It could it could even be Maguire himself. I mean, Maguire. Let's not forget Maguire's the captain. I, I surely at some point he must have gone up to Ollie and said like, look, Gaffer or wh- whatever he calls him, look, boss. Uh, I want to play better, but me and Lindelof don't work together. He's the captain of the team. He should be. So, so somebody. So, my my question is: Has has somebody had a conversation? About that with Ollie, whether it be Nicky Butt, Michael Carrick, Mike Feeling, Maguire, the the cleaners, or or, or somebody, um, or Shortire. I, I I don't know. Has has anybody talked to Ollie about this? If so, I'd love to know how that conversation went. Um. So yeah. But anyway, I'm gonna give the Lindelof a four, Maguire a five. Uh, Luke Shaw will give an eight. Um, I thought he, he just he just continues to really be really quite good, doesn't he, Luke Shaw? I've been very very impressed with him lately. So uh, yeah, I'm going to give him an eight. Uh, I do have a man of the match in mind, by the way. So uh, Fred and Matic, um, I'll give them both sevens. They could have done with some. See, here's the thing, right? <sighs> I get tired talking about this this kind of stuff. Um, Fred and Matic, this is another similar situation to partnerships. I've mentioned this a lot in recent weeks, partnerships. You've got a few different partnerships on the field. You've got the two centre-backs, you've got the left-back and the left-winger, you've got the right-back and the right-winger, you've got the two central midfield players, and then probably like the striker and the number 10. But there's pretty much one, two, three, there's four, in this formation that we choose, there's four main partnerships, Okay. Two centre-backs, the right-back and the right-winger, in this case is Wan-Bissaka and Dan James. The left-back and the left-winger, which usually is Shaw and Rashford, which it was today. And then the two centre-midfielders, which was Fred and Matic. Now, what Oli has to do in this situation is figure out, okay, which which pairs of those players work best together. Now, I've I've said before about, you know, Luke, Luke Shaw and Rashford have got quite a good overlapping partnership saw that again today that was very good Luke, Luke Shaw contributes his own part to that Rashford does as well Maguire and Lindelof no just I don't want to talk about that anymore uh Wan-Bissaka of course he's had the problem of there's been no sort of like permanent right winger because our permanent right left winger pretty much has been Rashford uh but on the left wing we've had Pogba we've had Rashford we've had James we've had uh Martial we've had Mata and it it hurts one Basaka's progress in terms of like okay he he doesn't he probably doesn't know game to game who am I going to be overlapping with whereas Rashford and Shaw they probably each think like okay okay I'm probably going to be playing with that person the midfield two usually usually is if we're playing our best two is Matic and Pogba now Fred and Matic don't help each other because they're the same type of player. Now, they're, they're slightly different types of centre defensive midfielders, but they're still both. So, when I give them a player rating, I give them something like a 7. If one of them... Now, I, you could apply this to either of them, right? If one of them's got a better partner than the other one... Where, where, whether you change Matic or Fred is what I mean. 
so if you take out Matic and put in somebody else or if you take Fred out and put somebody else that will likely help the other player because then they'll have a partner next to them in the midfield who's going to help them play better in the game uh, that's just the way that I look at the situation anyway. But I'm going to give them both a 7. They both had a pretty good game. But I don't understand. I mean, I've said, I said about it at the start. You know, basically playing six defensive players against a relegation candidate in Newcastle at home at Old Trafford is awful. Um, but when you're looking for the creative spark in the midfield. And yes, you've got Bruno. He's obviously carries a lot of weight in this team, let's be honest. And then you look at Fred and Matic. When are those two going to, like, make do something creative that's not what your defensive midfielder is for because uh, I noticed it almost every time like Matic or Fred got forward they mostly just press the uh, play the ball sideways either to each other or like if Rash or if um, Fernandez steps back a little bit they pass it to him and then he passed it to one of the wingers but it doesn't help the forward passing because it just means that they're going to just play it side to side. Then you probably get a situation where like one Basaka pushes up or Luke Shaw pushes up. And one of them just plays it to one of them. Instead of passing it forward. Um, I hope I hope what I'm saying here is kind of making sense. But when you play two of the same type of player in those two centre midfield positions. That's not going to help whoever those players are. So yeah. Uh, but give them both a 7. Uh, let's go to Rashford next. I'll give him a 9. I thought he had a very good game. Uh, just looked. I, I like watching Rashford play football when he's really confident because he tries to burst past players. He's very good at doing that. He did it in this game, which led to a goal. Him sort of cutting inside on his right foot and trying to just do something, whether that's a pass or a cross or a shot or something else. Uh, he can be very, very good at that, and he was today. And uh, one of those situations resulted in a goal, uh, which was his uh, shot in the bottom left, bottom left corner. His bottom left, the goalkeeper's bottom right corner. Uh, so that was really good. Uh, Going to give Fernandez a 9 as well. Thought he was very good. Of course got another penalty. Uh, goal. He Did Did he get an assist in this game? No Maguire. Uh, he, yeah he sort of passed it to Dan James didn't he? Across to the right for the. Oops. Across to the right for the third goal. Sorry for the second goal. Uh, so that was really good. So we got another assist and then another goal. Uh, but yeah, he got a nine. My man of the match, Dan James, uh, are going to give him a nine as well. So across the front, across those middle three, I'm going to give them all nines. But Dan James just sort of stood stood out a little bit to me today. Now he did pick up his game a little bit more in the second half, as did everybody basically, because no nobody really played well in the first half apart from maybe Rashford and Shaw. Uh, but uh, yeah, got uh, got himself another goal today. Don't know what more people want from him. Um, yes, he still didn't play as well as what he did against Sociedad. But uh, it was a struggle out there at times today for this team. And uh, I thought Dan James made another good contribution with his goal. Uh, had good intentions going forward. Got a couple of good crosses in. Uh, there was one cross that was particularly bad. I will say that. But um, yeah, still thought he was very, very good today. Martial, I'm going to give him a 4. Just invisible at times. Uh, I th- I think he's going to leave in the summer. Martial. He's not having a good season. He's got. Is it six Premier League goals? I think. Or six goals for the season. Um, really poor compared to his like 22 from last season. And yes the season isn't done. But. I just. I, I, I don't. I, I do wonder what's kind of going on with Martial. And look like I said before. If he's having problems outside of the game. I sympathise with that, but 
he just he looks he always looks annoyed he always looks a bit disinterested to me in terms of his actual performance because i'm talking about his mentality and his performance i don't think he works hard enough on on the pitch he doesn't seem to really chase things down and sort of work to get the ball back um the best thing about Martial is his hold up play but uh, he, he needs to be if you're going to play him at number nine he needs to be scoring a few more times and he did get he did get a couple of chances to score today as well and just didn't really quite take them um and look i this might be a situation similar similar to like lingard's right where lingard wasn't working out at manchester united seems to be working out pretty well for him at west ham we did score again today i did see his goal fairly well taken uh goal today against um tottenham uh, but look, sometimes like with Lukaku as well, you know, he what he was playing really badly at Man United. He moved on, went to Inter, and he scored. Has been scoring goals since then. Hey, maybe if Martial moves on, maybe if he goes to somewhere in France or or, or some somewhere else, maybe he'll start picking up his performance and scoring some goals. It just reaches there. There reaches a certain point in the player's career where you look at the team that they're in, and then they're not functioning well within that team and the team system. And you just kind of think, maybe you just simply need to move on. Uh, and then maybe you'll just pick up your spark again at a different team. L- Lukaku and Lingard seem to have done that. And I'm very happy for them both. Do I want them at this back at this football club? Not really. <laughs> to be honest. I mean, Lingard is going to kind of come back, isn't he? Because he's, he, he's out on loan. We'll see how that goes, uh, you know, in the summer. But uh, sometimes it's just time for people to move on. And I think Martial, unfortunately, has reached that point. So... We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I'm, I've got to give him a four anyway. Don't think it was very good. Uh, let's have a little look at the bench. Uh, who did we have that came on? Um, who was that that came on? Sorry, I'm looking at the starting lineup, not the bench. Uh, Greenwood came on. He looked pretty bright. I'll give him a seven. He looked pretty good. Matter didn't really notice him. And I think it's unfair to give Shaw Tyre a score necessarily because he came on. He actually... Because you, you, you just had two... Um, youth team debuts you just had Diallo against uh, Sociedad he had about eight minutes but Shortire had about three two <laughs> two and a half minutes uh, I think he got I think he did get on the ball about two or three times and he did some bits and pieces but uh, I can't really judge any player if they've been on the pitch for two minutes so uh, I'm not going to give him a score necessarily because it just there's, there's just not much there to judge necessarily so Oh, Andy Carroll was on the bench for Newcastle. Wonder why I didn't bring him on. Um, but yeah, that's my thoughts on the game. We do have a few injuries, don't we? Cavani, Jones, who Jones has been injured for, I don't know how long at this point. Uh, McTominay, uh, Pogba, and Van der Beek. But look, you've still got one matter on the bench. You still could have used him today. So, anyway, that's my thoughts on the game and what happened today. Uh, let me know what you think. Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's contact page and information in your show, in your show notes. So please get involved and let me know what you think. Um, look, I just I just want to say one final thing on Dan James. I don't want to seem like I've got an agenda for him and like I'm trying to be some sort of fanboy. But And no, he's not the best player of this team. He's not the best player in the world. And he, he did play better against Sociedad. But I see a lot of hate for Dan James out there about like, you know, oh, he should you know not be playing and this kind of thing. And look, he's, he's not a first teamer yet. He's still kind of young and new to this team but the the strong level of hate that i see online and look it, it is the internet you do kind of see that and, and everything but uh i just don't quite get it 
I, I don't quite get it. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm not seeing something. If I'm not, I'd love to know what that is. Uh, I'd love to have a discussion about that with whatever that is. But, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. You know, he scored two goals recently, so uh, that's that's something. So, there we go. But uh, in the meantime, you can find everything that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, TV, video games, films, and, of course, as you're listening to Manchester United podcast, so please check it all out. I am in the process of making Classic Reviews Season 5. Um, I'm halfway through making the season, so that will be out some point later this year. Uh, so look out for that. Uh, if you like what you've heard today and want to support more of it, that would be brilliant. There's a few different options for you. Word of mouth and social media, of course, if you just want to tell people that you know about the content, entertainmenttalk.org, or to find us on podcast platforms, uh, for searching for Entertainment Talk. You can either do that by word of mouth or social media, Facebook, Twitter, different Facebook groups, whatever you'd like to use. That would be brilliant as well. Uh, Patreon, there's $1, $3 level tiers for every podcast and review options, so please check those out as well. Um, Geektown, geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio, that's for your up-to-date, reliable TV and film news. David's got you covered over there, Geektown Radio, geektown.co.uk. Geektown Radio is on Tuesdays, so uh, either get yourself subscribed by searching for Geektown or just, just just look for Geek Town and you should find what you're looking for there. Uh, Beck streams pretty much daily over on Twitch. Trista by Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Go and have a look out for our streams. Uh, give her a follow over there. You'll be notified when she goes live. You can do the same thing for me as well over on Twitch. E-Talk UK. You'll be notified when I go live. I did, t- I, blah, blah, I did try and stream Hitman 3 the other day. But it just would not work. The Twitch stream just would not last for more than like couple of minutes it was very annoying so uh yeah because i was trying to take out a target i was trying to do it a certain way and i thought hey this might make for a good twitch stream but uh it didn't work so unfortunately that's the case but uh you can follow me on twitch anyway etalk uk for that uh, i believe that the next game is against sociedad and then we got chelsea on sunday uh i'm gonna make this little announcement now because there's been something something i've been thinking about doing so, what I'm going to do uh, is the uh, Thursday game against uh, Sociedad, I'm going to do a normal podcast. And then on Sunday, I want to do a bit of an experimental type of podcast. I'm going to be doing something quite different. I will tell you all what it is on Thursday. I want to give a little bit of a teaser as to something different that I'm going to be trying. I'm not like bored of this format or whatever. I just kind of want to try something different that I thought about. You know, I, I like to brainstorm different ideas and think of different things. Uh, there's something I was thinking about doing. I will tell you all on Thursday. If I don't, please let me know that I've forgotten to. But I'll tell you all on Thursday on the Social Dead podcast. Obviously, once I've talked about the game itself. Uh, what I'm planning to do. I'm looking forward to doing it. It's going to be something a bit different. And it's going to give you a bit of a different perspective on... Let's say how I watch these games and kind of things that I notice, things that I look out for. So, uh, yeah, I'll tell you all about that on Thursday after the Social Dad game or for that podcast. And then uh, for the half past four game against Chelsea on Sunday, that is when I'm going to try and do that idea. So look out for that. A bit, bit, bit of a teaser, a bit of an announcement, if you will. So uh, check that out. And hey, look, if it doesn't work, if you guys don't like it or it doesn't work for me... I'll go back to doing this, or maybe I'll do a mixture of both. But it's good to try out new things and try out new ideas. Um, so I'm looking forward to uh, to trying something else. So we'll see. Um, but I'll see you on Thursday for the Sasha Dead game. We do have a four 0 advantage, so we'll see. But uh, look out on Sunday next week for the, for the other different thing I'm going to be doing. Uh, it's going to be very different, and uh, I'll just say that if you notice that the podcast is a lot longer, 
probably because it will be. So we'll see. Uh, but thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.